The Shark Dropper Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash shark uh, to get yourself a free audiobook download and then get yourself a 30-day free trial. They have over 150,000 titles for you to choose from for your Android, your iPod, your Kindle, um, or your MP3 player. I really don't have anything. <laughs> I spent 15 seconds trying to think of something. Well, say something. Slap that biz. Welcome, everybody, to the Shark Chopper Podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm Robert. I'm John. And I'm Jonathan. And joining us today, a special guest. You may have heard him from uh, the Brentwood Heights stories, chapter or part three. Uh, He played Paul Reiser Soze. Wait. Or did he? Or did he? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Dan Lizette, welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have you. You had us. You so graciously had us on your podcast. So um, we finally returned the favor. Yeah. After what a few months. Yeah, we yeah. just got the Skype thing going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, January to to April. It's all good. Who's keeping count? We're figuring it out. Yeah, Dan's marking off days on his calendar <laughs> like those assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of bitches. Can't believe it. So uh, yeah. Um, I, you talked we, we, when we talked to you on your podcast. We we kind of talked about how you, we incorporate our listeners into the into the show. And when Robert wrote this, uh, he had he. I guess you got you came up with the character of Paul Reiser Soze. And mm-hmm. wait, what are we talking about? First off, first off, <laughs> for the listeners, <laughs> we're we're talking about uh, Brentwood Heights stories, the Doppel Avenue, the, Hurt spin-off. the spinoff for Doppel Avenue, Hurt, the three episode spinoff for Doppel Avenue. Um, that is available now on iTunes, right? Yeah. yeah it's a three-parter Edith episodes, um, all about Edith. And yeah, Dan Lizette uh, provided his voice for a certain character, pretty much the main villain of the three-part the, series. The one-off, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, Dan, you're, you do your own podcast called the Podcast Digest, which that's the one you had us on previously. Yep. And... Uh, yeah, and uh, it was it was really cool to be asked to do this, and it's something as you guys know I'd yeah. never done before. So it took me a few tries to kind of get into the sink of what uh, what would work the best. But uh, I was really happy it worked out. Happy that you guys enjoyed what what ultimately came out of it. But I'll tell you what, if I'm to be you know completely honest about this, I I don't think I had much if anything at all to do with what you guys produced in this miniseries. I mean, I think between Jonathan's editing, especially in episode three, and uh, the work, of course, the young lady with the Edith character did throughout all three, those were far and away the stars as far as I'm concerned. Uh, We really appreciate that, Dan. Thanks for the compliment. Uh, So I have a question to ask you because we had a little bit of a technical issue, you and I. Um, when you had originally laid down the lines for Paul Reiser Soze, I, I noticed that like you were clipping on your end, 
And I just want to, I would just want to clear the air with you. Uh, I got the impression that you were really um, not upset, but disappointed, either in me or or or, or something. Like, well, no, definitely not in you. And uh, in actuality, it probably helped me identify something that I was doing wrong anyway. So ultimately, I thank you for that. If there was anything upset from me, it's that I'm a perfectionist, and I have a feeling that. You or many of you associated with Shark, Dro- Shark Dropper are very similar because the quality oh, of the yes. work that you guys put out uh, eventually is is awesome. And I kind of have the same mentality where I don't like to screw stuff up and I don't like to not do it uh, to the absolute best of my ability. Uh, but when you had mentioned that, I'd gone back and looked at some of my previous episodes and previous edits because I hadn't seen the problem. But I learned something and in, in through the process and realizing that I was probably actually clipping to a degree on many of my side of uh, many of my previous episodes of the podcast digest. So I actually made adjustments to my, my mixer, my mic addressing and have actually been following them ever since. So oh, actually good. you helped me out greatly um, and probably pointed out something that I needed to do differently anyways. And what it was, I think for me is that, you know, I have a 15 plus year career as a mobile DJ. And I eat that microphone, you know, when I've got a dance floor in front of me. uh, That tends to be my approach, and it tends to work. But this is obviously a very different thing, and I think that, uh, you know, the experience with you guys just sort of fixed some things. Good. I, You know, I just wanted to take this opportunity to clear there if there was any fog there so no i wouldn't be here if there was a problem i'm I'm glad we cleared the air too because all those restless nights that you were having jonathan like you i know you were crying on my shoulder like day after day (laughs) oh it was terrible it's okay well you guys don't know how super awkward that was yeah it was it was awkward but we got through it i talked jonathan through it and eventually you know a couple pats on the back and you were back at it yeah i feel good good. all it takes is a pat on the back man (laughs) why is that one pat in the back you're you're right as rain. Yeah. Oh, One was... finger in the butt. We're all good. Bro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, well we won't go that far into <laughs> what, what we did to clear the air. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan. Uh, John here. We haven't met before. Hi. Oh, yeah. Hi, John. Hey, what's going on? I wanted to ask you about your show, the Podcast Digest, actually. Basically, I kind of feel bad for admitting this, but I haven't listened to any episodes aside from the Shark Dropper episode. So I was wondering if you'd give me kind of a little bit of info about the Podcast Digest. Sure. Uh Quick story is I started it because I'm a huge freaking podcast addict and have been probably since 2008 or so. Uh, spend, uh, I used to travel a lot more than I do now, and I used to be my constant companion on the road. And um, always had loved a podcast. And, of course, as I mentioned, I have the careers of mobile DJ as well. I told my wife last summer, I was like, you know, I think I, I need to combine these two things. And uh, made a little investment in some equipment uh, and decided that if I was going to start a show and trying to figure out what in the world I was going to do, you know, last summer, especially right at the break of Serial, when that started, everybody started talking about how podcast was was experiencing a boom. And there was a lot of people coming to the medium that hadn't been there before. And my thought was, if somebody's just brand new coming to this, how in the hell are they going to find the good stuff that's out there? Mm-hmm. So my idea was to be kind of a one-stop shop, stealing off sort of that name Reader's Digest, and being like, you go here and you can find you know, a place to start your subscriptions. Here's some of the best stuff I found, and here's where I think a newbie should start listening. So I started off the first 15 to 18 episodes, just me by myself, 15 to 20-minute episodes, just basically picking out two shows that I'd already fallen in love with and started telling people, you know, about the website for the show and the, the Twitter handles and da-da-da-da-da. 
quickly, um, I decided that I wanted to go next level with this thing, and that was to start to simultaneously recommend while interviewing the hosts and producers of the show. And so one thing led to another, and then uh, somewhere in that early stream, I reached out to you guys, and I had a couple of Shark Dropper folks on with me, and we talked about Doppel Avenue Hurt because I think, you know, I was only a couple hundred followers in at that point, and somebody, I'm not sure exactly if it was Kyle or somebody else in control of the Twitter account, reached Probably out me. to me and said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> said, hey, take a listen. And what was funny is I get that all the time, especially now um, that, you know, the show's much bigger than it was last fall. You're a rock star, and, Dan. Yeah, no, I don't you, know about you, that. You, guess, yeah. but, you get uh, heavy hitters on that podcast. Like, Dan, Hollywood was that. Yeah, <laughs> not that far. But uh, what, what was funny about it is, it got first pointed out to me, and I, I really do put a concerted effort to that if somebody reaches out and says, hey, listen to my stuff, that I try to at least download it, at least listen to one, and see where it goes. Yeah, I wanted to um, ask you, is there a certain criteria for the the podcast that you feature? Like, no, I got to like it. Um, really? I guess it's pretty much, <laughs> you know, I, I decided it was going to be my voice. It was going to be all positive. I'm not going to trash anybody else's work. So much of us put, especially you guys, put a ton of work into what we do, and who the hell am I to to go out there and trash it so my one criteria was it was going to be positive it was going to be stuff that i knew and liked and go from there so somebody reached out to me said hey we did this thing doppel having hurt it was actually after all the original episodes had published mm -hmm. so the whole thing was there and for some reason you know in all of our lives on twitter you know it came at a time i don't know if i was djing at the time or what it was but i didn't immediately go and subscribe and start listening and it got lost in the dms and the favorites and all that stuff and then it was like six weeks later, somebody else sent it back to me and said, hey, did you have a chance to check it out? And I was like, no crap, I meant to, I will, I promise. And right then, I subscribed and downloaded, and then I Netflix-style binged on the full-blown Doppel Avenue Hurt, literally in like two days from beginning to end. Nice. And, um, and then that was when I knew I wanted you guys on. Yeah, with, with Doppel Avenue Hurt, like with... With Doppel Avenue Heard, I kind of do it a little differently and actually bugging people like, hey, you you should listen to this. You really should listen to this. Uh, aside from like any of our other podcasts like this one or um, maybe with the exception of Horror that. Play or like Where Are They? But like, yeah. and, like the, a lot of people have like the four assholes in a micro in four microphone podcast. And, and that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of fantastic podcasts that are like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I certainly didn't want to be that person that's like, hey. We we ours have is better. Yeah, we have like the dickhead cast. Yeah, listen yeah. To, you know, <laughs> we have my shitty podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Dot com>. yeah. <laughs> and it might sound like we're shitting on other pod, but like what it is, it's like I, I had I had no problem telling people to like please please listen to this, like begging people for listens because it's like I feel like we've got something that like no one's ever heard or like no one's doing. So mm -hmm. like I I usually have no problem just being like listen to this, please listen to this. Like yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, and that was a unique thing for me. I mean it. it Two minutes into the first episode, it was like, I've not heard something like this before. And that intrigue carried me through the first, you know, episode or two. And then the story carried it the rest of the way. And it was, uh, you know, it was great. And it was great to have you guys on. And then, you know, just kind of finish up the question on uh, Podcast Digest in general. From there, in, in those, those early interview days, I just sort of built from here, you know, up, 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 so to speak. And I've been really sort of aiming really high with some of my my guests now and i've been really fortunate to have some really big names uh, that i consider to be big names in the podcasting space especially if you're a technology fan because that's kind of my natural genre in podcasting i'm a huge fan of technology shows and i've been really fortunate to talk to some some big people who run networks who run you know huge subscriber shows and and uh 
it's been amazing because I've been able to have conversations with people I've literally been listening to for years. And, uh, you know, the whole conversation has been one sided. But now to be able to actually engage some of these people and talk with them back and forth. And uh, it's been a hell of a ride so far. And I'm just excited to see where this is all going to go from here. Uh, we're all very happy for you, Dan. And um, can I ask you a question in regards to what like you said, you were always like a podcast nut in the yeah. beginning. And that's like what inspired you to start Podcast Digest. Yeah. Um, what were some of the original shows that that really like triggered you? Like, holy shit! Like, podcasting is my thing. And, uh, and, and good since, question. And since um, then, have you been able to interview any of them? Uh, Tim Robertson was one of them. One of my um, episodes a, a couple months now. Um, I've really got to get give credit to him because he was one of the the early guests who you know I hadn't really established myself in any way shape or form at that point uh actually talked to him before you guys back on episode 23 february 1st uh, i actually i I I remember that episode yeah um tim robertson and 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 don't get me wrong he is a great guy and he does phenomenal work and i recommend his show tech fan or owc radio to anyone but he is not necessarily sitting at the top if you will of the podcasting you know, pyramid. Yeah. Uh, but he has a, you know, very good listenership and, and he's very niche in terms of, you know, technology. But um, literally, I can remember a story five years ago. I used to go to a community college in Virginia Beach and I remember walking around on campus in the, you know, January, you know, start of the spring semester or whatever, winter time, walking around campus, waiting for a class to start with earbuds in my ears, listening to Tech Fan. And there are 200 plus episodes in now. And on episode 199, I was, uh, you know, uh, he, after talking to Tim, he asked me to come on Tech Fan. Nice. And that was such a cool thing on a show that's been around 200 episodes that I listened to back in 2009, you know, to then be on it. And Tim was so cool. He called it the Dan Lizette episode, wow. you know, and that was like, I screenshot that shit. I sent it to my mother, showed my wife. I was like, can <laughs> you it. believe this, you know? <laughs> That's, um, it's got to be surreal. Like I mean, I've I've listened to to Smodcast since like oh seven. Like they were one of the first like big podcasts that came out. And like I can only imagine what it would be like if if somehow I were to get onto that in some sort of way. Just it, it I don't know. Just it'd be such a surreal experience. That's so, like it's so cool that you you say that like the podcast that like kind of you I don't want to say grew, grew up with, but the sort of the podcast yeah. that, that turned you on to podcasts is is the one or you were you were on that one. And yeah. I tell you what I. I've been lucky as hell, really, because I've been so lucky to have guests on that fit both genres, right? There's so many people that I've considered, like, in my podcasting class, if you will. You know, you guys and No Totally and S. Anthony and and all these guys. And then people that I think are doing phenomenal work. And, and I have actually mentioned you guys to some of the people, like Kyle Jest with the Labs and, uh, you know, most recently – um, with uh, Vanessa Lowe and Nocturne, my current episode, um, you know, the kind of the story-driven uh, production stuff. And then some of the huge names like Jason Snell, who, you know, used to be with Macworld, and, and Mike Hurley and Michael Fisher, and, you know, these guys who I've really looked up to and are huge full-time podcasters, if you will. Um, and, and so I've sort of run the whole gauntlet, right, you know, from kind of people I look at as peers and then those who I really look up to, and it's just been uh, a blast so far. I mean, that's why we wanted to have you on as a voice. Since we were on your podcast, we thought it'd be cool to have you on Doppelavin and Her as a character. We didn't know which character at first, but we were like, let's just get you on there. Because 
we, we like the whole networking kind of thing where we can just have people guest star in one episode or two episodes and just come on. Like that's what we're kind of trying to do with season two. Also, just even if they're not like big podcasters, there's some that I listen to that are very niche and that are just like they might only have 100 followers that I listen to and they, you know, I still would like to have them on as a yeah. voice. We've thrown some Hail Marys out there, though. Yeah, we have. We, we've tried to get some big ones, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. So have I. Okay. So, Sadly, I mean, Paul Reiser did not get back to us. Yeah, we, we, your, well, your, role, we tried. your role was originally offered to Paul Reiser himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, Sadly. We, we, called, we called his agent. We called his management. We, yeah. we wow. emailed both. Yeah. No, that no, no response. That would have been so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I just say that would have been It's like, so hey, badass. Paul, do you want to be in a spinoff of one of our podcasts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we were, we were hoping he'd just like maybe see it and like say like, ah, this is funny. Fuck it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Paul Reiser playing Paul Reiser Sose. <laughs> that would have awesome. been. Uh, oh, that would have been great. I want to be a fly <laughs> in the wall if somebody listened to that and be like, is that Paul? Is it? Is it Paul Reiser? Yeah, and then, yeah. like you listen to the credits. That's fucking Paul Reiser. Yeah, shit. Well, <laughs> well, not Paul to, not to, uh, and you know, I, I guessed it on another show a few weeks back, and I sort of did this to them too. So I apologize because it's kind of what I'm built for at this point. But now that I'm talking to you guys and we're recording, I got to know what's the story behind this character name. Okay, that's <laughs> great. Um, so like, I I write Doppel Avenue Hurt, and a lot of times I just try to come up with like ridiculous plot ideas and, and things like that. And one. We knew we wanted to do some side stories before we get to season two, so it was all about trying to figure out something for Edith, because Edith was a fan favorite. So I had the idea of you know her losing her cat and just trying to find her cat, and I wanted it to kind of be her spin on being a detective. But I, I remember sitting in, I was like, I was sitting in your kitchen with you, and we're like, what if, what if she just goes on this adventure where like, like she kills, she murders like. A bunch 100 of people, people <laughs> yeah. and then like comes in the next day like nothing happened yeah because it takes place between episodes one and episode two of doppel avenue hurt season one so she does just come back at the end so i was like it'd be kind of funny like if she just is a killer and she just killed a bunch of people especially with an axe because that's her weapon of choice so i wanted a, a villain or, or somebody like just just a bad guy who could play into the whole season kind of three episode arc and come into the ending but then i i thought of for some reason, I don't know why, but I was thinking of Paul Reiser. <laughs> he, as he often does. As I often do. And I think I was driving home after work. and uh, How tired were you, first off? No, yeah. I wasn't even that tired. I was just thinking of, like, I was like, how can I do? I was like, I was thinking of movies where it, it was, like, kind of like a gangster kind of film. I was thinking of Goodfellas. I was thinking of Casino. I was thinking of heist movies the then usual suspects the usual maybe. but then usual suspects <laughs> popped up and i was thinking kaiser soze i was like how can i make somebody like kaiser soze and then i was like kaiser soze what can what name could i draw from kaiser soze i just kept thinking it and then fall, finally i just put them together paul suddenly i was like paul riser and i was like paul riser Paul Reiser shows it. In the background, <laughs> suddenly it's like, doom, 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 doom. Is that mad about you? Or? Yeah. This is Paul Reiser with like really long hair, like yeah. Indian hair. And I, and I kind of jokingly thought, like, yeah, if we got Paul Reiser to voice a character, it'd be funny to have him play this drug lord and have it be his twin brother, who Paul Reiser went to be a successful TV and, and, and movie actor, but Paul Reiser Soze, which was like Kaiser Soze, <laughs> went to be a drug lord. So that's kind of how I just came up with with that and i was like yeah all right i'm gonna it's really really that. stupid but we'll go with it <laughs> and that's why i chose it 
Well, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and and the Edith arc actually marks kind of like a a change in the Doppel Avenue Hurt universe, you could say, because season one it's all introductory. We're getting to know all of these characters, but season two is when we really get to show off our big guns. We get we we really get to uh, sparkle a little bit. Oh man! So what Edith three spawned was obviously if you've been living under a rock or in the dark for the last. 20 years mm. uh edith three or i'm sorry edith the edith arc is based off of it's spoof of the usual suspects mm. and we kind of took that idea and we ran with it f- with season two and i think we're going to do this throughout the seasons leading forward mm. we're taking very well-known classic movies and we're spoofing them to fit the doppel avenue hurt universe yeah. So, oh yeah, that's right. That, I was like, what so, movie for? Uh, I can't wait yeah. for the Annie Hall season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one's gonna be a classic. <laughs> so I, I won't spoil too much, but season two is based off of a very, very popular black and white classic forties film. Paul Blart, yeah. Mark, Mall Cop. Yeah, <laughs> two, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we want to do it more spoofish. I mean, like. They'll still have their own stories, but we kind of like the whole spoofing nature, yeah, the, making the, it subtle. And, they're very and, much their own. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, we have ideas for other side stories that we want to do, and each one of those will probably kind of spoof something along the lines to give us kind of like that background story. But, um, I mean, he's a detective. There's so many different cases. There's so many film noirs out there, and we're really trying to bring in like the film noir. Like That's like almost a lost genre in film. So like we're kind of going back to like the fifties and forties and season two sounds good. Man. Season two, wait. we've yeah, Jonathan's edited the first three episodes so far. I just got done with episode three today. There had there had been at least three times today. I, I I was just lying on like a rampage. I think I edited like fourteen pages or something today. Damn. I w- there was at least three times in those fourteen pages where I had tears in my eyes because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and I know how the fucking script goes. Like, yeah. I've read it before. I remember we were, we were doing the production meeting for Edith and fucking uh, Rob or um, uh, Joey Evernuckle was like, I have to go to the bathroom. These guys have guns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that yeah. fucking guy works at my public. I swear <laughs> to God, like, he, like I wish you guys. I want to like take a picture of him and show you, like that, like that's Joey Evernuckle right there. Yeah, that's one of the fun things is like coming up with like crazy characters. And and now that we have these side stories, Joey Evernuckle might make an appearance in season God, I two. Hope so. <laughs> Shit, I want Paul Reiser Sosa to come back. <laughs> that was another thing is having maybe some of the villains show back up and stuff, and you know that yeah, might man. be I something want, we do. I want uh, Desmond Grant to show back up. Dan, are you are you too Hollywood for us now, where you can't like. Uh... Reprise your role. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not dead. So uh, anything's possible. You got to cool. show me that money, baby. You guys didn't kill me. <laughs> we'll have That's our people saying. call yeah. your people. Whoa, spoiler alert. <laughs> Whoa. Well, no. And, and the, the episodes that are out there right now, everyone listening to this, Shark Dropper fans should have already heard these three minisodes, right? Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. I'm Damn not spoiling enough. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, think, I think you should come back as just Paul Reiser. <laughs> the regular Paul yeah, yeah. shows up. He's disappointed yeah. in his brother. I'm looking for my Jesus brother. Christ. Yeah. Hey Dan, you mentioned being a mobile DJ. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the guy who does the music at like weddings and yep. things like that? You cool. got it. How long Primarily you... weddings is uh pretty much what I work. I did a believe it or not, a seventieth birthday party last Saturday. Oh, but wow. from crap. now till December, every event I'm booked on is all weddings from so here on out. Any yeah, cool like season. funny stories you have from oh, your years geez. as a mobile DJ? 
Yeah, I've got so many. <laughs> it, really? it really depends on which one you want to hear. Ooh, um, just the most offensive one. You I want to <laughs> hear. I want to hear a naked story. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Um, well, let, let's go with the most offensive one. It, it, maybe not offensive in the I'm way you I'm just kidding might. about that. <laughs> no, let's go with it. I want to hear this right, thing. Right, this one's offensive, but maybe not a. Oh, uh oh, Dan. Uh oh, we lost him. It got okay, too offensive. But, um, wait, wait, Dan. Yeah, start here. I can hear you. Oh, okay. okay. Are you there? Yeah, yeah I can are. hear you. The technical I difficulties. Never lost you. We just thought. Yeah, we yeah. lost you for a second. We lost you for just a second. I can never quit you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll I'll pick back up. All right. So maybe not the most offensive story in the traditional way of speaking, but the most offensive, I think, after you think about this one. So uh, this was probably 2003, 2004. I was in Virginia Beach. They were at, uh, they have a venue there. It's basically a wedding in a box, right? They call it Grand Affairs. They can literally have four wedding receptions going on at one time. I've been a DJ for about four or five years. I started in 99. And, uh, you know, everything up to this point was typical. I spoke with the bride in advance. We went over the schedule. And, you know, so they, I did the introductions. Then we were doing a uh, first dance. Then we were breaking for dinner. And then there was a father-daughter dance and a mother-son dance scheduled. So I bring the bridal party in. We do our introductions. We bring everyone to the dance floor. First dance is starting. I've got the bridal party lined up in front of me, as I typically would. And then the newlyweds are in the center of the dance floor. While the first dance is going on, the father of the bride turns to me and hands me a note. And I look yeah. down at the note, and I was like, oh, shit. I read it and literally cartoon style eyes wide open jaw dropped the note says don't even think about asking me to dance with my daughter some of us aren't happy to be here oh, <laughs> and i was like how awkward were you feeling <laughs> yeah pretty damn awkward she, so like, marrying a black guy or something I everyone, you know i tell wow. everyone bridal party's gonna find their seats and we're gonna break for dinner and all that fun stuff and the guy starts walking away from me the father of the bride takes a few steps, sees my reaction, looks back at me and says, don't even think about embarrassing yourself or me. I ain't dancing with her. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. And so now I pretty much, like I said, I've been doing, I've done maybe 50 weddings at this point. I'm in year three or four. Nothing, you know, wildly experienced. Had no clue what in the world I'm doing. I go to the back at Grand Affairs, talk with the staff. You know, these guys do weddings three and four at a time every weekend. And I'm like, guys, look what I got. What in the world do I do here? It was on the schedule just, you know, a week ago. I talked to the bride, and she says, this is a song, father-daughter. It's the first thing after dinner. <laughs> the plot and they're begins. like, wow, yeah. <laughs> no idea. I call my boss uh, at the DJ company, talk with him, and he's like, are you serious? And he says, you only have one choice, and that's to be honest. You got to tell her. I was like, oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so now you're like a counselor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now it's, it's during dinner at this wedding, and so I let the bride get through you know let her finish eating she's the first one served pretty much so she's the first one finished and i i head towards a, the the sweetheart table at the front of the room and i look at her and i was like how's everything so far and she's like great we're having a great time da, 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 da. and i'm like can i see you in the hall for a minute and she's like okay take her out to the hallway and she's got this look on her face like what's wrong and i'm sitting here at this moment you know this is this young woman's, you know, most important day of her life up to this point, I'm sure. She's beautiful in her white dress, and she's just smiling, and she's got this smile that's slowly fading as she's asking oh, me this no. question. And I said, uh, your father gave me this, and I handed her the note. And 
immediately face just changed and she took the paper she crumpled it up she threw it in a trash can that was nearby and was like you know what fine forget it we'll skip it and she storms back into the room i go back and i look at this man this piece of shit fuck yeah he has uh ripped his tie off he has taken his jacket and thrown over the chair next to him he's got his feet up on the chair you know on the other side of him he is literally just stuffing his face. And before the father-daughter dance, the scheduled father-daughter dance, the man stood up and left. Literally oh, ate dinner no. and walked out. Wow. Jeez. And I was like, that's the most offensive wedding story I've ever been. Did he ever did he even give her away in the wedding? I, I wasn't there for the ceremony. Oh, the ceremony. Yeah. I was in a different location and then they came over. So I have no idea what transpired prior I would to assume this. He but did. I was I mean, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. He had to because I would think that she was in a bad she would have been in a bad mood throughout if he didn't but yeah she didn't see this coming yeah yeah so there must have been either something at the wedding or like maybe the guy she was marrying or something like that yeah. i think that's what it was i don't think she liked him you should have yeah. put you should have he didn't like him yeah you, you should have gave her the note and been like here's the plan i'm gonna put on CeeLo. fuck you and you're gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. go out <laughs> and just sing <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I mean, crazy. there's that, and there's there's a whole bunch more lighthearted. You know, a year or two before that, if you guys remember early 2000s Cisco thong song, yeah. I, uh, oh, I had all the bridesmaids decide at the end of the night that they were all wearing thongs to the wedding and yes. flash those during a dance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we had that one, but I've had mother-in-laws almost go to blows. Uh, you know, I've had uh, <laughs> oh, I've had cakes topple over before the start of reception. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Somebody knocked. <laughs> that's good luck, over, right? You know. <laughs> No, sure. it's not good yeah, luck. What's like the most overused song in a wedding? Would you the say the twist? Uh, the twist? I don't know. No. I'm guessing. Dan. Hold on, hold on, Dan. Don't tell us. Let, yeah, let us. Let's, let's all take a guess here. I'm gonna say. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, not totally clips of the heart, but um, what's the one? At last. No, no, not at last. Go ahead, you guys make it. I, I, my heart will go on. No, no. Oh new. no, I think that's a good one. Yeah, actually, that'll be my choice. I'm it might be the Cupid Shuffle now. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, recently. the Cha Cha Slide. The Cha Cha. I say it's the Cha Cha or the oh. Twist. Well, I think that's a I've staple. So I would say, I would say Electric Slide's got them all beat. Uh, really? Electric slide. Okay, yeah. Okay. Electric Slide is just yeah. too classic, too often, too frequent. Um, Cha Cha Slide was really bad there for a while. Cupid is taking its place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what was worse was, you know, uh, nowadays I'm pretty much traditionally weddings, but I've done every type of event in the whole wide world. From 2002 to 2006, I was the house DJ at a hip hop top 40 club, yeah. uh, anywhere from three to five nights a week, every week for almost just shy of five years. That was right when Cha Cha Slide came out. <laughs> that song literally made me throw up <laughs> at a point i heard that thing so many times over the years that suck that's the greatest no i, lo <laughs> I love that song <laughs> i hear the cha-cha hey we're gonna do the cha-cha like, oh fuck yeah i know how to do this dance yeah i just noticed like the keep it shuffle you gotta be drunk you gotta be <laughs> yeah that's the only way i can dance is if i'm drunk I'm I'm that yeah. I'm the asshole at the the wedding that's dancing to everything. Me too. I don't fucking dance until I got like yeah eight tequila sunrises and sixteen beers in me, and I'm just like I'm loosening up my tie. Ugh. Oh my! I will admit the last wedding I went to, which was open bar, by the way, yeah. I definitely Woo. was dancing. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's open bar. I no idea was dancing. Yeah, I was dancing. Listen, <laughs> you can ask as, DJ. As, as a DJ, I check on that right as I'm setting up. I see the bartender, and I always find out open or cash because that has a direct impact on my night. Yeah. That's, That's true. Like so, if it's if it's just if it's a cash bar, then it's like no, but it's got to be dead then, right? It's like night and day. Uh, if it's cash bar, I got to work a lot harder. 
Wow. <laughs> What's that young MC song? The uh, Bust uh, a Move. Bust, Bust a Move. move. That yeah, yeah I was I was dancing to that one at the last wedding I went to. It was pretty awesome. Wait, is is Nick's wedding is an open bar, right? But just yeah, like oh, yeah, beer, yeah, beer yeah. and wine, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's good enough. Yeah. Uh, no, mine's okay. I think he's doing a full open okay. bar. I think I think I think it's like yeah, he told liquor. us the price tag of it, and it sounds like a full open bar affair. It's I thought we be. had a combo, the three of us, Kyle, Jonathan, and Nick. That oh, it's just going to be beer and wine, and then liquor is you have to pay for. That might have been one of those things I forgot in a drunken haze. <laughs> <laughs> but I can do some damage on beer and wine. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, wine, a dr- like getting drunk on wine is awesome. Oh. It makes me tired later on, but fuck it. This is going to be a great wedding. You know that, right? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You're fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm fine with it being a great wedding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nick is, uh, Nick is uh, one of our other co-hosts for some other shows, and he also does uh, some voices on He's been on Trapper Shark Trapper, yeah. 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 yeah, he's getting married this year. Yep. Yeah, buddy. So, yeah, buddy. We're all gonna get Weddings drunk. are fun, man. Yeah, oh, I tell you. Are you going to yeah, do your next wedding, Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like to fly down Ooh, here? Would, hey, I have I have traveled for weddings before. I don't know as far as Florida. Uh, if you guys are willing to pick up the travel, I'm willing to be there. <laughs> uh, Jesse, we'll, we'll talk to Nick. <laughs> we, could, we could do a live podcast recording. Oh, man, yeah. that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I'm sure the bride would love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Nick's like, hold the ceremony. <laughs> we got to get on here. That's mm. not a bad story no, for Dan Count another you podcast. just need to write in, write in to Doppel Avenue. You know, a wedding. Yeah. And then actually, oh, you know, mic all the groomsmen and bridesmaids. You know, and just that I might, would be the wedding for an episode. I might have just either had a stroke of genius or a career-ending idea. <laughs> Both. Are we going to live podcast from Nick's wedding? Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll do it. That would be sweet. We got the we got all the equipment. So let's welcome to a sure. very special shark drop. We'll hook it up. We we'll talk. Do we t- we interview like him and Jesse like before the wedding and stuff? See what they're going through. Yeah. How's life? Yeah, that'd be fun. And then interview him at the end of yeah. the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You only had beer and wine, and you're still somewhat sober. How was the evening? You know? Yeah, we should record a half an hour before and then a half an hour after, and just see what <laughs> the difference is. <laughs> oh my god! Take a well, uh, take a break. To their hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back in the second half with Dan Lizette. Please state your name for the camera. David. Huh? State your name. David Summers. And why are you here? Because you think I killed them. Killed who? Killed who, David? (laughs) My friends. And did you? No, 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 I didn't. Then who did? It doesn't matter. I guess you don't believe me anyways. For the record, please. It killed them. All of them. By it. This man from your dreams. No. Then who? (laughs) You know what this looks like, right, Mr. Summers? Yes, I do. And according to you, by this 
written statement. You predicted this by way of what you call sleep paralysis. Yes. So if you knew, why didn't you say anything? I tried. I tried. But it's already too late. And what exactly happened out there, Mr. Summers? There was something out there with us. Something that was Mr. Summers, I ask you to calm down. summer of 2015, Paralyzed, brought to you by Shark Dropper Studios. Greetings, listeners. It's Kyle to tell you about audible.com slash shark. Ooh, did you like that Paralyzed trailer, by the way? That was spooky, right? So anyways, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash shark, you can get yourself one of a 180,000 audiobooks. That's a lot of fucking audiobooks, man. That's everything from Harry Potter to Moby Dick to Stephen King novels to Dean Koontz if you're into that kind of bullshit. Um, I just listened to a How Did This Get Made on Congo and that made me want to go to audible.com and listen to or listen to Congo. Uh, if you're a podcast listener, you should be an audiobook listener and I know you hear every podcast beat you over the head with Audible. They sponsor everybody. They sponsor The Sun. I've seen, like it says, The Sun brought to you by audible.com um, but it helps us out because we don't have a lot to make these podcasts. We just kind of do it with our own money so to be able to use audible to get money for ourselves it helps so once again that address is www.audibletrial.com slash shark um go download the harry potter books man like jim dale reads all those voices harry hermione ron he does them all he won an award he won a he won a grammy for that shit so anyways that again is audibletrial.com slash shark they have it for your ipod kindle android or mp3 player i said that before but eh, deal with it Welcome back, everybody. How's it going? Good. Good. Yeah. Solid. Want to talk about some things, Robert? Yeah, I got a list. Let's get some feelings. You want, me, you want me to bring up one of my topics? Yeah. And then she brought in a list, so. Yeah, I got some stuff. Instead of bringing up a video and, and narrating it on the podcast. Robert? <laughs> yep. You got like a scrap of paper there with some chicken scratch scribble on it. And this is honestly the most prepared I've ever seen you in Shark <laughs> <laughs> Hey, where's your list, man? Well, you know. Exactly. Okay. It's on the phone. So the, first, yeah. the first one. All right, let me see it right now. On the phone. Let me see it. Nope. What? All right, after. <laughs> phone dies. It's dead. Yeah. I can verify. Okay, my first thing was Adam Sandler Indians. Did you see that thing yes. about the Indians? Yes, I read it in the TV Times. Yeah. Uh, did someone recap? Okay, so Adam Sandler's new movie, which is, I guess, a Western or something. It's like a spoof on The Magnificent Seven. Yeah, because right. that's what we fucking needed. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> oh, no, a Western on. Adam I'm, Sandler movie. Well, any Adam Sandler movie <laughs> is something we don't need right now. But, um, yeah, Adam Sandler, I guess, is making a new movie called something like The Awful Six or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's like something like that. Um, oh, I get it. But, the, yeah, <laughs> it's a play on words. Um, but, yeah, I guess the Indian actors who are actually playing Indians, like they had like kind of certain names that they found offensive and then they also had really? to do things that were kind of offensive. So they kind of all just walked off set. 
like I read some of the things that they, they, they were asking them to do. And I was like, oh, no, why? Why would we do this? Like, why now? And you look at the picture of Adam Sandler. We're looking at a picture. Oh, shit. He's like he's like in this like cow skin suit with a red bandana and like the <laughs> <laughs> okay but well, has okay, Adam what, uh, ever what done? were some of the, the names that okay they, oh yeah so the names giving. that they gave it was like Beaver uh, Beaver's Breath and No Bra uh, to Apache women like they're oh okay no but they had like Beaver's one of the breath. ladies yeah they had <laughs> yeah. one of the ladies like I guess she was supposed to like be peeing like squatting over a bush or something like that and she had to do something and she was like I'm not doing that it's I don't know it's interesting. I mean, I mean, there are jokes that aren't offensive that you could do and stuff, but I feel like it's just like one of those things where I don't know. No, no they had a they had a cultural advisor, right? Yeah. And the fucking cultural advisor walks off the set with the Navajo Indians. Like, really? Yeah. This is even too bad for me. Like, I'm not gonna do Achievement this. Achievement unlocked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Okay, so they walked out this movie, but didn't walk off click. <laughs> I liked Click. I think I don't know. I think all the actors should walk off every Adam Sandler movie. Okay. Click was the strongest work, I'd say, in the last seven years. Seven <laughs> years. Yeah. I guess. God, that was a terrible movie. I'm trying to think what uh Dude, when Fonzie died at the end, I was like, oh, poor I, Fonzie. Oh my gosh. I I know we bash Adam Sandler a lot, but I mean his past I guess like his past works haven't been grossing as much money as they used to. So he's making money for the checks, and I don't blame him for that. No, like people it's fine. keep paying to see his movies for some reason. Then he's getting know, that. He's why getting not the, uh, keep making money? Right. I know he just makes money any, to make you, money. But any given weekend, I can go on TV and I can find either Happy Gilmore or uh, Billy Madison or. But those are like his earlier works. Those were like the ones that were okay. Still gets royalty check for it. Though. Oh yeah, every time it's on TV. Yeah. Dude, the Jack and Jill still made like a decent amount of money, and that was like one of the dumbest premises I've seen for a movie since Son of the Mask. <laughs> like, it's, it's bad. Okay, I have a theory. Let's that... put that on the box. <laughs> <laughs> dumbest presence. Says Shark Dropper Studios. I think a majority of these box we office have sales. Over Eighty downloads. <laughs> okay. I just think a majority of these box office sales just people checking out these movies for morbid curiosities. Like, oh, how bad is this Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> Right, I mean, I don't know. I, I, he's he could just make better movies. He could. He has. <laughs> he could, I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so Punch Drunk Love is a great movie. Although it's not yes, because of him. Yes, yeah, that's Punch what I'm saying. But that was. I think that's more of a Paul Thomas Anderson film right, than it yeah. is uh, Adam Sandler. Like that article said. Yeah. Like you associate that with more of Paul Thomas Anderson than you do Adam Sandler. <laughs> Sandler just got lucky. Yeah, lucky yeah. casting. <laughs> Owen Wilson was unavailable, so yeah, yeah. I had to go to Sandler. <laughs> That's true. It's yeah, probably, it's probably doing like wedding crashes or something. I wonder. I, I, I have to wonder. I don't know. I mean, Adam Sandler's definitely made like like decent movies and stuff. It's just like his last few like have just been like not not that great. Okay, Adam Sandler or Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Ben Wait, Stiller. I, yeah, I'm not even a big Ben Stiller Wait, fan. In terms yeah. of what. Just, just I, who do you want to be friends with? Comedic oh, clout. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to be friends with both. Yeah. <laughs> comedic clout, right? Yeah, yeah just comedic. Like uh, you've 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 put your heart and soul into. You've written this like amazing comedy film, and you put your heart and soul to it. And the studio picks it up, and they say, "We're going to greenlight this. We're a full go." Who do you see? Only you can either have Ben Stiller or Adam Sandler as the lead in this in this movie. Who do you pick? You know already that it's going to be like a it's, it's going to be like a iffy. Okay, here's the thing. Ben Stiller is probably more consistent. 
Like you kind of get at, what you expect. But Adam Sandler will get the money. It's like really high or really low. Right. You don't know what you're gonna get. It's probably gonna be low. But there's a chance like he he can knock it out. No, I mean he his movies make money. That like if you want to make money, you might yeah. as well go like Adam Sandler. Because I think besides maybe Night at the Museum, like the last what what has Ben Stiller been in Meet the Secret Fockers? Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That didn't really do that much. Meet no, the Fockers is great. But Meet the Fockers, and or not no the one Little Fockers that one did horribly. That bombed. Okay, but Adam Sandler insists on putting Steve Buscemi and. <laughs> You know those the the three dudes in every Rob Adam Sandler movie. Rob Schneider, yeah, the um, guy from Grandma's Boy, the guy from, and the Kevin two guys Nealon, from, yeah, yeah, Kevin Nealon and the two guys from Grandma's Boy. Dude, that's what like he did in Blended. Like had Kevin Nealon and all them, and yeah, Kevin James. Kevin James got to be in there. Maybe Chris Rock will make an appearance. Dude, Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, man, that thing bombed. Did it? It did bad for him. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that's just crazy. Hey Dan, who would you pick? <laughs> yeah, I gotta know Dan. Oh God! First off, if you're an Adam Sandler fan, I I apologize. I just like bashing him. Why do we do this every time we get a guest? No, if you're an Adam Sandler so, fan, Robert's gonna write you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will die. Uh, here, here's where I'm going. I would say if I'm in that position of casting that movie based on past performance, I guess I'll take Ben Stiller. That said, I think actually Sandler has more ability than he actually plays to. If you look at all the old Saturday Night Live stuff that he did, and uh, even more in the dramatic turns like Spanglish or Punch Drunk Love, I think he's got more ability than Stiller. I think he does horrible scripts. If he's writing them or his Happy Madison productions or whatever are writing them, it's totally formulaic. He's in a rut. He's doing the same movie in 18 different versions. But in terms in terms of actual ability, I think he's got more than most give him credit for. And I point to Saturday Night Live, Punch Truck Love, and Spanglish as, as proof of that. But I would still take Stiller, given that choice. It's just That's a matter solid. of whether or not Adam Sandler gives a crap about what he's working I on. I feel like a lot of times he doesn't. I feel like he... Exactly. They kind of jokingly say, like, you know, he does the movies for the vacations. I would, too. Because yeah. he's going to Africa and blended. He went to Hawaii for Just Go With It. I mean, he's he's going to, like, all these places as, like, kind of a vacation. Oh, and and he's than Sofia Vergara. Yeah, and, and he gets, like, fucking hot... Yeah. Girls like Jennifer 50, Aniston. 50 yeah. First dates was a vacation. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So like you that I can see it as it's more like work to him and he just sees it as like, uh, oh, let me just get done with this. I'll I'll be able to go here. I'm making money, obviously. Which is it's fine. It's just like but you can't expect people not to bash your movies when right. you're doing the same movie over and over again with different yeah. different locations. You know Will Farrell's going down this road road too with like I mean, you you look at like Will Ferrell's like last couple of releases where it's like Anchorman two and fucking uh, Get Hard and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like he's just was, spiraling Did you like out. Get Hard? No, I liked Anchorman two. Oh. I didn't. You like Get liked hard. Anchorman two? I thought it I was did good. too. I, I thought did too. It was, it, was, yeah, it was. It was. I thought it was good. It seemed like a, it was a uh, your typical Will Ferrell and um, Adam McKay movie. Yeah, I, that's the thing is, I think when Will Ferrell works with Adam McKay, I think they turn out good stuff. Um, what was the whole shit with like him going blind and like the fucking. <laughs> The pet shark and you shit. You weren't supposed like, to. I, you were laughing at that yeah, at all. It was supposed just, to be ridiculous like that. I, mean, it's I just, know, but that was like so. Th- this is about a news anchor, right? Today, I mean, he's like living in Alaska or the it, Antarctica. He's or like today. I put ketchup on a Domino and I ate it because I thought it was a cracker. And they're like, 
They're like, you couldn't tell by like the first bite that it wasn't a cracker. He's like, I'm blind. <laughs> okay, that shit would pass a double avenue hurt, but for a fucking <laughs> Anchorman movie, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I think people built up too much nostalgia for the first one that they. What they was did. the time between yeah. release between the first and second Anchorman movies? About ten, ten years. years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's hard to live up to ten years of hype. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and plus you have that nostalgia. It's the same with Dumb and Dumber. Like Dumb and Dumber came out, everybody <sighs> remembers seeing it, and then the Dumb and Dumber two comes out, and they're like, "What well, a this piece doesn't... of shit!" <laughs> yeah, well, Dumb and Dumber was a piece of shit too. I mean, yeah, I, but it was funny. Right. It's a funny movie, but it's still yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. but like, I, it still had like at least a story. I mean, it had a story. It just wasn't <laughs> yeah. the best. Hey, listen, I Dumb and Dumber two was a terrible movie, but I I laughed at it. Yeah, it made me <laughs> laugh a few times. I don't know. I just regretted it because Whiplash was out. <laughs> and Birdman. Birdman was out. And I was like, let's see Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> I feel like laughing. We all make mistakes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Terrible mistake. What a waste. I don't know. I, I think Will Ferrell is like probably going to go down that road. But I think he still he um he does enough to where if he keeps working with Adam McKay, he'll, he'll turn out good stuff every once in a while. Just needs to make another guys, too. I think they probably will do another other guys. Another other guys. That was I like that was a good movie. I'd like that. Who yeah. who directed that one? Adam McKay. Adam was it Adam McKay? Yeah. Oh. So like every Adam McKay movie that they've done I've I've liked. Right. So Robert, what's next what's the next topic on that KFC Ooh, napkin you got let there? Me, uh, KFC <laughs> Is that a KFC <laughs> napkin? No, it's a piece of paper. It looks like a corner of a napkin. <laughs> it looks like a Superman emblem. It's literally yeah. paper, guys. Robert <laughs> was drunk in a bar and he's like, yeah, I got some ideas. I got some ideas. No, I actually wanted to talk about um uh the PT. Uh, Sony canceling Silent Hills. Oh yeah, uh, Dan. I don't know if you're a big gamer or anything like that, but uh, not we, that big. Not that big. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 play just mainly horror games. I don't play video games too often except for f- horror play. And that's a bunch of crap. No, for you were just playing GTA Five. Yeah. Okay, podcast. that's the first game I've played in six months. <laughs> okay, okay. Before that it was Far Cry Four, and before okay. that I can't remember. All right. Well, I'm just saying. Continue with the PT. Yeah, PT. <laughs> uh, for people who don't know, uh, PT is, is stands for Playable Trailer, and it's a playable trailer for the game Silent Hills, which was the new sequel coming out, uh, which was going to be co-produced or whatever by Guillermo del Toro and Ko- uh, Kojima, mm-hmm. and put out by Konami. Um, but I guess there's a falling out between Konami and Kojima and all that kind of stuff, so they canceled Silent Hills this week. So that's not coming out, and the playable trailer is actually going to be off this right. week, which means that we won't get another Silent Hills. For now, the reason why while. this is kind of depressing is because the game had a lot of promise as far as horror games go. It's being like one of the scariest games ever. Yeah. This looks like it was going to be the scariest game ever made. Right. I don't know. As as horror goes, I think movies usually get the the bulk of the spotlight for good reason. Yeah. But games, you know, I feel like games have more of a potential to mm. actually scare you. On a deeper level. Because you're actually, like, in the game. You're more engaged. Yeah. Now, that's not to say, like, horror games are, in general, better than horror movies, because there's a lot of bad horror games out there. Mm. But this recent game looks like it had the potential to be one of the best overall. At in least both one games, of the movies, books, you know. Wow. So it's it's depressing. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of sad. I don't know. Guys, I, actually, I, I might actually be able to have a contribution here. 
Oh, you, uh, do <laughs> it. Let's let's see. You mentioned Konami, and it picked into my brain that I'd saw something recently. And I just pulled it up. Konami, uh, Konami, actually on April twenty fourth, last Friday, as of this recording, actually delisted itself off the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. Um, and it's apparently a first step towards a restructuring, and um, so apparently they're in trouble. But in some way, shape, or form, by delisting off the stock exchange, so maybe that had something wow. to do with you know canceling stuff. That's Ooh. part of it, in the sense. I, I I actually read an article about that too, and they're saying that they might not even concentrate on games uh, for a while. They're going to focus more on the mobile market, and I think something else. But right. that's depressing. <coughs> yes. what, is it, what is a Japanese company doing on the NYSE? Is my question. Well, apparently from this article, they're actually everywhere. They're also in the London Stock Exchange and Tokyo. Jesus they were wow. on all crap. of them. Well, it's, think, but it's the depressing it, because it's not just Silent Hills. It's all, it also affects other classic game franchises, which are owned by Konami, like Castlevania, Metal, Metal Gear, Solid, yeah. Uh, Others that escape my mind. <laughs> and others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and others. Et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Metal Gear, I think, is like the big one that if they do come into problems where they need to start making money and stuff, they can sell the rights to Metal Gear to another publisher. Didn't didn't Silent Hill become more uh they sold the rights to American company after oh. after uh Silent Hill four? The last no, couple they, have been American. They outsourced the development of the game to an okay. American company. They still own the rights to it. Okay. Yeah, so. that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people have said it. They felt more Americanized, not as right. creepy as like because Japanese horror, like, is just Asian horror in general. We played right. the Indonesian game recently. Like, they're just <laughs> it's Asians unique. Are, Asians it's are creepy, man. Right. <laughs> they they got some messed up minds, man. It's not the Walking Dead type of type of horror. Nah, I'm okay with that. It's there, actually scary. <laughs> there was a Plan oh, yeah. Nine from Outer Space video game. That's one of the worst movies ever made, and they made a video game out of it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. E.T. was one of the best movies ever made, and they made a game out of that, and it fucking ruined Atari. So maybe this went had the opposite effect. Best movies ever made, Robert? E.T.? E.T.? E. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's on AFI's 100 it's, Greatest. It goes Citizen Kane. <laughs> E.T. E.T. <laughs> Rain over me. Paul Blart. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Blart Ball Cup. 51st dates. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right it's five, three Adam Sandler films in a row. He made the list. <laughs> okay. What? You know what I'd love to do right now? Oh, God. Just play a round of Guess the Plot with Dan, <laughs> oh, Dan let's, let's do this. Let's, let's do, do this. It. Yeah. Dan, are you familiar with our new game called Guess the Plot? Run it down for me. Okay. So basically, we take a song. Uh, a song. We take a movie that none of us have seen, and we read the synopsis. Or not read the synopsis, but we look at the movie uh, trailer. Or not the trailer, we'll but the, the, poster. Like the poster. The movie poster. We see who's starring in it, and we try and guess the plot of the movie. Yeah, and then after gotcha. we're, after we're done with it, we see how close we are. Yeah. All right. So who should we go? Who should we look for? Let's do an Adam Sandler movie. I was okay. gonna say let's do either a Ben Stiller or an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> well, I think everybody's seen like almost every Adam Sandler. Movie. I know. I was thinking maybe Ben Stiller, like an earlier Ben Stiller film. I've seen Reality Bites, but there's probably got got to be some other ones. Let's see. Right, filmography. Yeah, we'll look up. Um, no, go to filmography. I've seen Mystery. So Man? Is it down there? Yeah. I've seen Wait. all the Fockers. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel right. like this is going to be this is going to be difficult finding a movie. Yeah, go, what? go up like earlier, like shakes the clown, shakes the clown, mm. going overboard. I haven't seen that. Let's see. I've, I've heard at least of all these. Strange Wilderness. Nah, that's the oh, that's right. Bigfoot one. Okay, one of the worst movies I've ever um, seen. Just go with it. 
No, that's the Jennifer Aniston one. Hotel Transylvania? That's the Dracula one. Christ. <laughs> How many Adam Sandler movies have you seen? I the haven't cobbler. seen them. I just know what they are. The, the Cobbler's the new one where he like builds all right, shoes. Let's, okay, going over fixes board. shoes and Oh oh here we go. This I think uh, this might be it. This could be perfect. Wait, have you seen Going Overboard, Dan? Nope. Okay, pull up the movie poster for us. And then so you can play along. All right, so it should be Adam right. Sandler and he's got little air what water do you call wings, those? water wings. floaties, floaties, untied tennis shoes, two girls too. in bathing suits jumping. Yeah. So, so the the poster depicts Adam Sandler. He's in some kind of board shorts, no shirt. He's got yellow floaties on his arms. He's wearing sneakers and he's putting his hands up in the air like, oh, <laughs> like, what like am I Tim doing the Toolman Taylor. Like, What's going <laughs> on? What is happening? And uh, behind him are are two uh, women in bikinis that look like they're they're kind of bent over. Look well, like they're, they're jumping gonna... into the water. And why why are they diving the off the back of a cruise ship? That's true. Oh, we don't know oh. if it's a cruise ship. It looks I don't know like if they're diving. <laughs> That's true. Maybe <laughs> That's they're true. just doing yoga or something. <laughs> also, it looks like no. a lake, some sort of a lake, because there's mountains there. So yeah. you, I don't think it's a cruise ship. I think it's maybe like a ferry. Well, no, I also want to get the low-hanging fruit out of the way. Yeah. Rob Schneider, Kevin Nealon, and the rest of the company are probably going to make an appearance on this. <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, okay, I want to read the tagline. The love boat was never quite like this. Mm. So Obviously. do you think this is like kind of a romantic comedy? No. 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 This you think is it's like a goofy comedy? Yeah. It's got to be a comedy. This, so, is a, a, the, no, this has to be his first movie after or after SNL. SNL, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, maybe while he's still on it. No. Uh, it could be. I'm looking at the poster. He, uh, he looks a little older in the poster. Like <laughs> I like. No, but I think this came out in what, 92 or something? Mm, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm going to make a guess that a fellow SNL cast member also makes an appearance. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's like definitely. Who? Maybe. Do you think Farley's in this? No. No. Because maybe, so? maybe. Rob Schneider's in this. Well, I already said Kevin Nealon. Kevin uh, Nealon's in this. <laughs> David Spade. Uh, uh, Kevin Nealon is the either the director of entertainment. Yeah. Or the captain. Or the captain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't think. Chris Farley could be the guy checking in people like as they walk up the dock. He's like checking bags. Chris, I bet you he could be. Hey, my girlfriend's bags. in there. Hey, a lot of people's girlfriends are in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I bet you he's checking okay. bags. There, there has to be like one scene where Stanley just flips out and just like starts like beating up on somebody. What like, are you doing? <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, we're putting the cart before the horse. We are. Okay. okay. Adam Sandler wins some competition or like a lottery sort of thing that puts him on this high-end cruise ship. No, see, I'm, I, I want to go with... It's a Ad- lesbian cruise ship. <laughs> oh. Okay. They're all... all right. That's a good That's a good. They're one. all gay, so... I was going to go with a Van Wilder situation where he, like, he's constantly on the ship. Like, maybe he, his dad owns it or, like, he works on it or oh, something. Yeah. He's always on the ship. And he's like a slacker on the ship. But I like I, I kind of like your guys' thing better. It's a fish-out-of-water scenario, right? Dan, yeah. yeah. Well, it's got to be a fish-out-of-water. <laughs> yeah. Dan, you have any ideas? Sure, I got some ideas, although I'm not I'm not uh, as good at this as you guys. But he- here's what I'm thinking. Adam Sandler can't swim, so that's why he's got the swimmies on. He woke up and realized both shoelaces from both of his shoes are missing and asked these two chicks to go find him. <laughs> the entire perfect. movie. <laughs> that's what I'm going Have with. you seen my shoelaces? Exactly. And then oh, look, he doesn't have any shoelaces. <laughs> and he just woke up because he's in his damn box. I don't have my shoelaces. And he brings out a guitar and sings the Hanukkah song. I don't have my <laughs> I just need to take a poo. I know you guys are joking, but I really want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
that'd be pretty awesome. Okay, so either okay, so we're saying either Adam Sandler is on a, a lesbian cruise as like a ticket when he wins a big t- a big ticket and he's on a, like a lesbian cruise. <laughs> Somehow, yeah, he gets the ticket and he gets excited because it's an all girl cruise. Or it's a gay cruise or something. Yeah, like he that. knows it's an like there's gonna be a lot of girls. Like somebody yeah. tells him that and he's like really excited, but it turns out it's just an all gay. Cruise. Then he, then he meets. The love interest, who's also gay, but who also who maybe might be, not be she gay. might be bi. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. might be bi. He's a so. lifeguard on the lesbian cruise. Yeah, yes. oh. wait, wait. Who's posing? At, who's posing as a cop because like there's some sort of robbery <laughs> happening on, on the boat that he thwarts. Wasn't that Speed Two? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we just combined Speed Two with Boat Trip, Cuba Gooding Jr. I want to watch uh, that this- movie too. This might be breaking the rules, gentlemen, but I just scrolled down on Google Images. I see that Billy Zane and Billy Bob Thornton were also what? in the What? Both Billys? Hey, yeah. That would actually tie in with Kyle's cop thing because they're probably the bad guys. I'm <laughs> Billy Zane's the bad guy. Are they guy. the terrorists that try to take over the lesbian cruise ship? <laughs> he is a pa- those two are apparently in see, the, the I'm go like the tag bo- The tagline is the love boat was never quite like this, so it's got to be like... I, I, I agree with the whole gay aspect. Yeah, it's got to like, be something where you can't... Yeah. It's like so a he's troublesome... Gotta, He's got but a, it was, this movie came out in 89. Was that too early for lesbians? Oh, no, no, no. Well, maybe. Yeah. Lesbians weren't a thing until, what, 93? It's before a lesbian. Didn't Bill Gates invent lesbians? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it came out yeah. around the time of the PC. Yeah. <laughs> Windows okay. 95, lesbians. IMAX, it's all the same thing. Windows 95, <laughs> and then lesbians. So he's got to pose as a gay guy. So that all the lesbians or like, okay, he falls for this one chick, but he obviously she's a lesbian. Yeah, she's, she's on a lesbian cruise. Not, no, she's bi. She can oh, be okay. swayed. Well, I don't know. Or maybe know. she thinks she's a lesbian, but she doesn't really. But, yeah, she's exploring. But what if he's <laughs> pretending to be gay so that like she'll like, oh, you know, you're just like one of the girls for me. Yeah, like, yeah. she's going to tell him all her secrets, what she really likes in a guy. So then he can do all the things that she likes oh. and then be like that nice guy. Okay, there's a scene for. where they go on a quote unquote date, right? <laughs> yeah. And they do yeah. like kind of date things on the cruise ship. Right. Yeah, because Whatever. they have to have like dinner on a cruise ship. Yeah. yeah. Dinner? Yeah. yeah. Bring uh, dancing? Yeah. Once, a, once again, I think we're adding way too much depth <laughs> to, this, to this picture. <laughs> yeah. He, like this is, shoelace theory. Yeah, this is the guy who made Blended, guys. We don't have to think <laughs> too far into <laughs> it. Okay. So you see the movie we're coming up right Right now is 100% better than the actual movie. Yeah, no, I'm saying that it's probably like him meets Drew Barrymore on a cruise ship, and that's it. I'm sticking to my heist aspect, though. I think there's some kind of a heist going on. There's some trouble that happens. The heist montage is going on during their date. Right. Right. No, ah. two guys who are on the run pose as gay guys to get on the cruise real fast, and then they get out there, and then he's on there, and he's going to either, maybe he's a cop or maybe he isn't, but he's going to thwart. What they're doing because he overhears some of their stuff. What if there's like a threes company situation where he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like on the date with the girl, but then he's trying to thwart the cops at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, he's like shoving one into a closet yeah. and then like talking to the other one. Hey. Like, hey, can you run to the kitchen and get something for me? And then he lets the other guy out of the closet. I want to say that there's a scene in this movie where he wait, like, hold on. And there's one joke where he lets the guy out of the closet, and it's a gay joke because he lets the guy out of the closet. <laughs> That's an Adam Sandler joke. That would happen. That's actually a double Evan Hurts gotcha. joke. <laughs> there's got there's got to be one scene in here where he accidentally knocks his gay girlfriend out, and then like somebody else walks in the room and is like, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing?" Yeah, hey, if this, like, oh, this isn't like if this, this isn't, isn't the plot, let's just delete this part and we'll just make episode what eight <laughs> yeah, of Double Evan Hurts goes on a cruise ship. <laughs> A lesbian cruise ship. A lesbian cruise ship. Okay, I will say the final scene involves someone going overboard. Yeah. 
He yeah. has Somebody, to. It has to. The both bad guys get knocked overboard. Billy Ball. Zane and Billy yeah. Bob Thornton. Yeah. And he throws them like a floaty and says some stupid. <laughs> are we ready? All right. So we're going to look up the actual Dan, plot are you, now. Dan, are you good? Do you want to add anything before we look up the plot? I can. I cheated. Do they find the shoelaces? Wait, 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 wait. I'm on IMDb. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so Sketchy Moskowitz, played by Sandler, is a struggling comedian working for a cruise ship. So I got that part. Yes. Okay. gets his chance to be the ship's comedian when it's thought that the regular comedian, Dickie Diamond, played by LaRose. So who's LaRose? Scott LaRose. Uh, had fallen overboard and drowned. Dickie actually locked himself into into the men's room. Oh. Whoa. Shecky is nervous about performing, but King Neptune, Billy Zane, uh, convinces him to go for the opportunity by tell, telling Shecky about the power of laughter. Shecky's first performance is very unsuccessful, and he's booed off the stage. Uh, he's especially heckled by a construction worker, uh, Dave, played Thornton. by Billy Bob Thornton. However, the lecture... F- a lecture by Milton Burrow. After a lecture by Milton Burrow, Shecky uh, succeeds in making the audience laugh. At that point, the terrorists come out. Ter- Total terrorists, <laughs> yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> to kill Miss Australia, Shecky, remembering the advice of the power of laughter, saves her by promising to put the assassin in a film. Mm. Okay. I like our, our version better. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad, though. I think we did. We. We, got, we were close. Bad. We yeah. were kind of close. There's, I'm sure there's a love story in there, too. Yeah. They Guys, I gotta I gotta add this in because I, I'm on IMDB and because you guys are such Adam Sandler fans, I think we, <laughs> we need to add this in. This is on I love looking at IMDB on the trivia section on movies. It's the best. So oh, listen yeah. to this little gem. Adam Sandler enjoyed working on this movie so much due to this being his first leading actor appearance. He ate lunch with the director constantly, drank frequently with his co stars. Oh no, we lost you. No. Two days after you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got you back okay. though. After drink, right. after drink constantly with the co-stars, what happens? And he cried when he ended filming. After <laughs> two days after production ended, he got so drunk with the director they were charged two thousand for charges to a hotel room. On the end of one of the bills, it said, "We won't charge you for the fecal stains on the mattresses. We deal with those a lot here." <laughs> only the cool. only the director recalls this story. Sandler denies it to this day. Fuck oh, yeah! Oh shit! That's direct, directed by Valerie Bierman. Valerie. It's yeah. just, it was his first movie. He didn't know if he was going to make any more, so he just went all out. He just went crazy. He got drunk and just shit on walls. Here, click on Valerie Bierman. Is she, is she hot? She's not. Uh, she's, oh, I can't, okay. I'll, I'll, you can't even her. click on her. So there were no oh, there were no fellow SNL cast members on there. Nah, it was probably too early. Okay. Too early in his career. But that was during his time on SNL, right? Yeah. Oh, 89? wow. She was hot. I don't know. I think that's one of her movies, man. I, I, like, I like our version of Going Overboard. It has more She's excitement. Cute. Yeah. It has a love story. It has a love story. Yeah. It's got some shenanigans, like hiding in closets and <laughs> Three's Company style. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're decently close. Going sure. overboard. Wait, wait. Okay. So, wait. Hold on. Okay. There's There was a fecal matter complaint from this girl? I mean, like... <laughs> no, from the... <laughs> no, yeah. No, from I mean, Sandler's like, hotel room, I, I think. I know, but when he was partying with this girl... Yeah, and she she admitted to it, but he denies it. So some of the fecal matter could be hers. Who well, I'm cares? Sure Does both, that turn you yeah, off? Right? Turns them off. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> it turns them off. Yeah. I'm We're out. not watching this film. <laughs> Terrible film. Wait, was she actually in the movie? No, she's no. the director. Okay, what's right? over she under? She might have been in a movie. Over under on Rotten Tomatoes, um, <laughs> twenty. Under. Under. <laughs> I say, uh, you know what? I'm going to go over. I'm going to say about a 35%. I'm going with you guys going overboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying 35%. I'm going 17. Okay. Uh, 22. 22. 
Dan, don't spoil it. I know you already looked at <laughs> I, it. I'm not looking at. I'm not looking at IMDb. They have a number, but it's not the Rotten Tomato number. All right, let's see. It's going overboard. Rotten Tomatoes. It has an aggregated score of. Oh wow. Oh yeah. No wait, that's user though. Oh, that's user. Oh, wait, wait, it wait, doesn't wait. even have a score. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody it's got loses. Got a 1.9 on IMDb. <laughs> Holy crap! 1.9. Yeah, out of 10. This could be a contender for the worst idea ever podcast. Eh, whatever. This is probably the best version of uh, guess the guess the plot though. Yeah. And if anyone's interested, it is streaming on Amazon Prime Instant Video. I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked about it so much. Somebody listening to this I podcast. I think I'm going to unsubscribe oh, yeah. from <laughs> Amazon Instant Video. Maybe, maybe. I'll yeah. the reason why I'm paying for Amazon Prime. Yeah. I'll check it out sometime, maybe. Hmm. All right. All right. Dan, uh, where, can, uh, where can everybody find your podcast? They can find it at thepodcastdigest.info. Me on Twitter, where I'm most active, at Pod Digest. New episodes every Sunday morning. Cool. Sweet. Um, make sure you guys go to uh, sharkchopper.com. Uh, listen to any of the podcasts that we we mentioned in the beginning of this show. Uh, you can listen to all of the Doppel Avenue Hurt Run. Um, all the new episodes are out. We have new episodes coming uh, fairly soon. Of uh, yeah. another, we have another another spinoff in the works. So um, you can also check us out on uh, Blog Talk Radio, and then also check out our Patreon page. Like you can just donate one dollar. That'll help us out greatly. A yeah. dollar a month and. Yeah, we got some uh, bonus stuff on there. You can listen to the first episode of our horror podcast coming out and within another month. Yeah, or so. speaking of which, yeah, Paralyzed, our horror podcast will be out, I think, in, a, in about a month's time. Yeah. June 3rd is June. the re- official release. Yeah. Ooh, here we go. So, yeah, you can so see. You can listen to the first episode on uh, Patreon. Can we throw the. Uh the uh, trailer? Yes. Over the commercials? We will throw the, the yeah, trailer. Yeah, throw it in the commercials. Yeah, so the trailer that you just heard in the commercials. Um, that's, paralyzed. that's paralyzed. And it won't be canceled by Konami. <laughs> well, a we'll see. It might. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us out uh, as well. If you don't want to, if you don't want to donate any money to us, or you know, just it, give us a five star rating. Yeah, go throw us a five star review. And and, it does help us. Yeah, and while you're at it, go go to the uh, podcast digest and do the same for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. D- do that. Thank too. you. Um. Yeah, that's it. Now Shark Chopper. Cool. I am Kyle. I am Robert. I'm John. I'm Jonathan. And Dan, who are you? I'm Dan. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Stand here looking out over the ocean. I didn't want to cause a great big commotion. Cause when I saw what looked like a fin break through the surface again. Above the target. T minus five seconds till shark drought. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. This podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production.